Orb presents Escape to the House of Mummies, Part 2. My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And my name is William Hughes. And you're listening to Orb. It's Orb. It's incomplete. Orb. Gary, it's Orb. Guys, it's Orb. Orb. Orb's here. Orb is here. Rolling Everything on up. It was bad, but now Orb is here. <laughs> He'll tell us what to do. Werewife. Um, yeah, uh, we're, we're talking about a good one, and we got a guest. Two guests in a row. Yeah, what? a rare treat. Um, how would I know you, Will? I just have, I, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, Cole. We've known each other for several years. Okay, We've met. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, you. Uh, one time we You're... made up competitive, uh, Mighty Ducks screenplays against each other. I think, oh yeah, we did. Okay. No, no, now mm-hmm. it's all coming about your Will, Will Hughes. Okay. Yeah. No. Yeah. Okay. Uh, people might know me from, uh, a couple different, uh, vastly different levels of respect angles um i am a uh first and foremost i am of course the co-host of everything to guppy uh the worst show on the duck feed network very first and foremost <laughs> yes never forget that uh distantly trailing behind that i am a writer for the tall. club i am oh. tall yeah. bearded clear-eyed yeah, yeah. distantly beautiful related. no glasses yeah yeah very beautiful yeah uh no glasses rarely mm. Unless I'm um, feeling real insecure about uh, my eye bags, yeah. And and then now you do a a top knot or something. You tell me. Uh, it's 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 just a ponytail today, but yeah, okay. I haven't had a haircut since last March because of pandemic. So wait a minute, what? It's gotten very bad. So imagine a podcaster samurai. <laughs> and, and that's, a Ronin. That's, that's what we. <laughs> imagine Gary, a, I just heard you say the same two words over again. Y- yeah, imagine a podcaster <laughs> with no master. Yeah. Wandering the land, and by the land, I mean roughly the space between the computer desk and the toilet. <laughs> for, for a little while, that's what Paul F. Tompkins was before he got it. You know, between the Paul F. Tompcast and like Spontane Nation, okay. he was kind of a Ronin podcaster. Mm. I am. Of Tsushima. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, what is the what is like the the dis- what else can people know you from? What's the thing that I was cutting you off from because I was being mean? Uh, people might also know me from the AV Club, where I am a uh, I believe the technical term is still contributing writer, which means that I write news and run the video game section and occasionally re- uh, edit or review TV shows. So yeah, and mm. stream. You I, do. And I am also uh, the AV Club's Twitch streamer. On account of no one else wants to do it. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, damn it, Mira Eakin. Um, Mara. Mara. Okay. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't, like, uh, don't want to start off being a correcting dick. I want to like ramp up to that. <laughs> oh, but, you know. yeah. I, I'm just proud for getting half of the poll right. Mm-hmm. Um, can you uh, tell me and Cole a little bit about your relationship with the Venture Brothers? Yeah. Uh, you know, I started watching the, the Venture Brothers, I think right after season one wrapped up uh and i i've I've been racking my brain trying trying to remember uh what my first episode was it might actually have been powerless in the face of death i might Mm. have skipped it until then Mm. and that made such a strong impression on me that i went back and checked it out uh i have been very nervous to record this show uh because if you'd asked me like two months ago hey does will love the venture brothers i would said yeah totally and then i listened to Uh y'all and i was like "Uh uh-oh I just really like the Venture Brothers. Oh, okay. Uh, 
I don't want oh, the uh, I don't want its creators to adopt me as my new brother dads. Oh, got you. So right. you're making fun of how much we like it, not right, not I, yourself. You listen or... to us, and you were like, oh, the, now that they talk about it, it's stupid. No, it's I'm not making fun of you. I'm just the level of intensity is different, though. Uh, like I had the realization, like, oh, this is Gary and Cole's Kingdom Hearts. Oh, oh no! <laughs> oh boy! Uh oh! No! Um, no! No! Because you actually like this. Computer froze up, or if yeah, no, but but you you understand the 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 appeal of this. <laughs> You know that's the difference between this. Is, this can't. Yeah. yeah, yeah, we're here. Yeah. Oh, you're you're being sincere. What, what was the last thing uh, you heard me say? You said that it was uh, that the Venture Brothers is our Kingdom Hearts, and we both made a lot of noises. Which it sounded like you were very cleverly chalked that up to your computer glitching out, but your computer really was glitching yeah. out. Yeah. Well, on my side, I said that, and then total silence for a minute. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very uh, good. You, you did miss my trenchant point, though, which is that, uh, see, you understand the appeal of the Venture Brothers, though. So Absolutely that's, that's do, yes. the difference. Yeah. yeah. So that, that, that makes this not our Kingdom Hearts. Yes. You know? Kingdom Cause, Hearts cause is baffling. <laughs> who's understanding the appeal of that? I'm just saying that if I did um, a Kingdom Hearts podcast and where every time Maleficent showed up for the first time, I said, oh, that's the first, this is the first appearance of Maleficent, as <laughs> as though I was excited. <laughs> have we have we been have we been telling people it's the first appearance multiple times? Uh, we, no, no, I'm just saying, like, every, like, first appearance of, uh, I don't know, hate Jalon. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the, uh, we're just being thorough. Yeah, no, we're we, just taking our job seriously. Yeah, <laughs> well, this is the same way know, I do about my hypothetical Kingdom Hearts podcast. Okay, okay. The same. you understand, Will, that that on the other shows that I'm that I'm on, you know, this is how I make money, right? <laughs> like this, this is like a thing I just do to fuck around, like a guppy. I gotta, I gotta take it seriously. <laughs> on these Absolutely, other shows. Gary. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to fuck with the cheddar. I don't think that okay, I don't, like it, like the, the audience for this show might not be familiar with the hostile like like this level of hostility <laughs> is normal. Yeah. I think they might actually be worried that we're like like on the yeah. edge. Mom, mommy, and daddy, and other daddy all of each other. Yeah, <laughs> uh, everything to Guppy is a show that you can listen to if you'd like, mm-hmm. and it features more of this kind of me and Will playing chicken. <laughs> Uh, sometimes cold there. Usually not though. It's just the two of yeah. us. Yeah, no, it just, uh, it, just it, a little blink first. Guppy <laughs> is in Gary's terminology extant. Yeah, yeah, it is uh, warm and extant. Oh god. Um, so you're a fair. You like the Venture Brothers, but you don't love it as much as we do. Yeah, I, uh, I'll, I'll say right up front. I have not watched the last three seasons of the show. I keep okay. meaning to, uh, and then keep. Uh, I don't know. There's a pandemic on. There's a pandemic on. Yeah, well, pandemic I, I, famously you know, something that that uh, that that drives you out to a very full social calendar. I, I can't, well, especially I well can't. Hughes. Yeah, noted, uh, noted extrovert. <laughs> yeah, social butterfly will use the the. Uh, I think that for me, I didn't watch the last season it, like right when it came out because I had been so habituated to mm-hmm. not watching the Venture Brothers by their release schedule. Yeah. So now that you know, it's it's over or over with like a movie now is a really good time to catch up because it doesn't it's not like well i'm gonna get up to a cliffhanger and then wait six years for a another season terrified of watching anything that'll make me feel things okay yeah yeah and uh this show increasingly gets interested in making you feel things Mm. this is true. true 
what uh, what what drew you to come in and talk about uh, Escape to the House of Mummies Part Two? I. Uh- so again, once again, I am terrified to address this. Okay. Uh, be- because of Gary uh, declaring this like the greatest episode of TV of all time, uh, mm. uh, like two weeks ago. Ex- ex- I said I might have said it was the best Venture Brothers, but I don't think I said it's the greatest episode of TV. <laughs> maybe of all maybe time. the maybe the best episode of season two, possibly. Like yeah. I know this isn't Gary's favorite episode of the show. <laughs> Yeah, this is the Doctor of Sin. I just really yeah. love this episode. It's really clever. Be a lot of shit for a direct quote. I don't think it's a direct quote. Future Will, can you come in here? And... <laughs> hey, folks. Future Will here. Gary's exact line in the Hate Floats episode was, one of the best episodes of the show, or any show, I would argue. Thanks. And quote me on that, because I don't think I, I said that, but if I did... Uh, I don't think it's the. I just think it's a good, really good episode of the show. Yeah, Maybe yeah. the best episode of season two. So, so it was yeah. the, the reputation that made you think, yeah, I'll I'll hop on here and talk about this. Yeah, it, it was the memory. Like, I I have been rewatching the show since you guys started Orb. Uh, but my season one watch did stall out a little bit. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. at, like home insecurity. Uh, mm-hmm. So I I started like after like Gary asked me which episodes would I like to do. And then I went back, like, after I answered him with the ones that I remembered, uh, I went back and watched. I do I do like this episode a lot. I think it's, like, a solid B plus, A minus, if we're using, like, letter grades. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was mostly just responding to the premise, which is such, like, a cool big idea. And forgetting that uh, the premise is, like, an eighth of the episode. Right. It does switch over to the Doc versus Orpheus magic technology thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the, I went on a real roller coaster because I forgot that was such a big part of this episode. The, like, that's Everything the script. That's the, it feels like that's the script, and then they bolted the 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 fun meta stuff uh, around the edges of it. Yeah, like the meta weird. stuff is just a cutaway. The, the meta stuff is all absolutely gold. And to me, when Doc and Billy and Pete just start fucking around, mm-hmm. like, that's really good. And all the stuff with Dr. O is really good individually, yeah. like his things, but they're not very connected to. So it ends up being a very like Doc Hammer episode, you know, like when he talks about, he doesn't really, you know, he just kind of writes things and we want them. Then they end. He yeah. just includes the stuff that he wants to include. Like it feels very, very much of his sensibility. It's very me- like part of the joke of the episode, <clears throat> pardon me, is that it meanders. Yeah. But yeah. that does still create something that is a little meandery. And like, Maybe the only reason I'm being kind of iffy on it is like after I watched this, I went on to the next episode, which is 20 Years to Midnight, which I think is the best episode of the the season. Interesting. Uh, hmm. And which is like relentlessly paced and super focused. Yeah. It is It is definitely more. I guess it might be different things that people go to the Venture Brothers for because I mm-hmm. I agree that the episode is like incredibly paced and focused. Like that's like a fun adventure. Mm-hmm. I also but would I think... have really liked when you guys said uh, your names at the start if I could have just yelled ignore me. But, uh, well, you know, you can say it now. We can cut it in. Uh, the uh, this I think this is funnier than that episode. So there might be just like you know that's always going to be this weird trump card for me with almost anything. Like oh, it's it's funnier, so it it kind of wins, you know. Uh, and I think that might be the the difference because the humor in this episode works for me. I think that like it meandering away from the concept, all those elements in the concept wouldn't work as explored as a linear thing. They only work with cutting back between and you having to fill in the gaps for how they got between those different like key frames of of that story. 
because there's like the, there's sense. no character in those in those side parts like no no no, no where no. you look at like hate floats where you start to see like dean rejecting the life and stuff no this is just like the season one venture brothers having an adventure mm-hmm yeah, yeah. Dur- during the during the cutaways yeah. but it's like the the <clears throat> best of season one venture brothers in that it's just like you know to me again uh i think is very funny like i love cutting back to that and being like okay you know now dean is riding on the perfect man with a mummy head and two ak-47 like that's very <laughs> funny to me without getting the the setup it, it is it is extremely funny uh I haven't listened to the commentary. Uh, was Family Guy the the primary inspiration for this episode? No, no, <laughs> they, they they did not they did not cite Family Guy on the uh, on, on the on the cut, cutaways. Like it's a real yeah. it's like it's a real polarized episode within itself. They're very different cutaways than Family Guy. Will. <laughs> like, I was <laughs> I was not everything to be a conflict. We don't have to hash everything out. Will no, made his he, point. He wanted it to be this to be a conflict. <laughs> That was definitely on purpose. I know. <laughs> I was denying it to him. To li- I was denying the him the conflict. Mumbling in the background, angrily mumbling in the background, is going to power me for like a month. You, you know there are different types of cutaways. And you know you're bringing an antiquarian into the Crimson Court, yeah. asshole. Um, <laughs> I was um, t- I was denying him the conflict. That's the only well, way to win, Gary. It, it doesn't win though because he just keeps coming. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> it's not to play. Um, but you played. You chose to play. I know. No, no. The you only said... way way for me to win is for you not to play. Oh. <laughs> That's what that expression means. Why can't you be a different friend? <laughs> <laughs> Offboarding week on orb. Uh, Offboarding week on orb. <laughs> uh, uh, I, I was I was moving us forward because I thought yeah. what Will said was funny, and I wanted to give mm. more opportunities for stuff like that to happen. I, I did not. Okay. So the uh, this, uh, let us continue. Uh, this... I did take that bait. The ep- and I'll probably take the next one, which he knows. But we we can't be here all day, so we have to move on. We do. The episode. Uh, the episode is real polarized within itself. It's kind of these two extremes. You have the cutaways to the per, you know the perfect man hatching from an egg, and then you have you know Doctor Orpheus talking about his failed marriage with his master, right? Like and yeah. nothing in between, and that does lead to a certain lack of coherence. <clears throat> yes, ever the diplomat. <laughs> yep. Um, so I'm, I'm a middle much. child, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Such middle child. Uh, so this episode uh, was written by Doc Amber, as you mentioned, uh, directed by Jackson Public, though, mm-hmm. and aired July sixteenth, two thousand six. Uh, it is Doc's first solo episode of the season, and it's his favorite mm-hmm. of season one and two. Possibly mine as well, but not Will's. Um, <laughs> and uh, as we we mentioned, we keep dancing around the concept. If people are listening to this podcast as a service and don't know this episode, this is meta in that there is no escape from the House of Mummies part one or part three. We just get to see part two, which is keeping in with the Venture Brothers theme of like, you don't get to see the cool thing happening. They deny you that. Yeah. This might be the most extreme expression of that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the, the adventure is an Osiris cult with a time machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, or they have the time machine. The Osiris cult has the, the hand of Osiris and, uh, it's like Indiana Jones shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Indiana Jones meets, uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. You get Sigmund Freud, you get, uh, Caligula, Edgar Allan Poe with his pumpkin shaped head. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
And then uh, oh, you're I've rusty. Oh, I've done and, it again. <laughs> it's under the floorboards. Um, and we get this B plot with Rusty and Dr. Orpheus that has a lot more pathos than the A plot does. Um, and in terms of first appearances, which we get jazzed by, mm-hmm. uh, this is the first appearance of the master. Yeah. Uh, and this is the first episode of that Dr. Orpheus focused to show that he's going to have like a backstory and a whole arc and all of that stuff. This is kind of the prequel episode to one of my favorite episodes of season four, the better man. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this is the first episode that like explicitly makes sure you know that Dr. Orpheus also kind of sucks. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's uh, yeah, he's, but he sucks in a more sympathetic way. I think yeah. like he's, he's, he's doing like stuff like, like mind wiping Triana and stuff like is like, no, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Mind wiping is no good, mm-hmm. but like, this is basically an episode of him getting therapy. Yes. For me, know, John in Benjamin. a way. That, yeah. Yeah. John Benjamin has, has a plan. Uh, like he's going <laughs> to do some therapy. The, uh, uh, with, like, I think the contrast between him and Dr. Venture in terms of suckitude is that like, I think Dr. Orpheus is kind of trying. Yeah. You know? And, 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 Doc Venture is not really trying. D- Dr. Uh, Rusty's, like, big, Rusty's big like epiphany at the end of this episode is that yeah, he did used to be cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's he's just uh, you know he gets he Still gets his uh, gets his groove back, but doesn't really learn any lessons. D- Doctor Orpheus know. is kind of I think in more denial and feels the need to justify and defend himself more than Rusty does. I think Rusty is so beyond caring about how awful he is that he just kind of lays down about it and doesn't doesn't necessarily uh, fight whenever it comes up. Yeah. yeah. It just, it's a weird, it's a weird thing where you contrast like Dr. Orpheus mind wiping Trana to Mm -hmm. keep her out of her forbidden closet of mystery, (laughs) uh, which is no good to to, like, you know, Dr. Dr. Venture literally offering his brother Dean, (laughs) you know, like offering his son a Dean, you know, Um, and even in this one where his kids are about to be killed. You know, mm-hmm. his his defiance of uh you know their life he yeah. clone him. But also, <laughs> who cares if these ones die? Right. This is also we had learned that we knew Rusty was a boy adventure, but now we know that there was a Rusty Venture show. Yes. Um, so there were lunchboxes and walkie-talkies and all that jazz. Yeah. So he he was like I I love this. I love how exploitative that is. You know, if your dad just decided to license your life story to you to make yeah. you also a child star. Who famously grow up to be well adjusted. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. good. Um, and also something about this, uh, the commentary continues to be a little bit content light, or at least, you know, fact light. But in the commentary for this, um, kind of related to Rusty having lunchboxes and stuff, you have Doc Hammer and Jackson Public uh pitching Billy Quizboy as an obsessive collector who stalks eBay. Uh, for pop culture mm-hmm. ephemera and stuff kind of basically like establishing as a joke in a conversation with each other, his motivation and character and ultimately his foil in the back half of the series. Right. With Augustus St. Cloud. Yeah. So yeah, doing the, um, you will know, riff in it mm-hmm. doing the live character development. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the last star Wars joke for a little bit too. <laughs> Because they, they, they had a little thing where they uh, they ended with a Star Wars reference, and then they thought they were getting too reliant on these. So they made a bet. The first person who put a Star Wars joke in an episode had to get the same haircut they had in eighth grade, uh, <laughs> which is a funny idea. It is. Yeah. Um, Star Wars joke. Like, joke is a little... It's just a straight-up, like, lift, except instead of a Tauntaun, it's an Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah. That, that, yeah, I think that's a joke. It's a, it's a, it's a, putting, a Star Wars reference. Edgar, 
<laughs> yeah, it's a reference, but cutting open, you know, one of the greatest, you know, horror and suspense authors of all time to keep <laughs> keep a boy keep warm. a boy warm. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that counts as a joke to me. Uh-huh. It's also one of the weirdest things that happens in Star Wars. <laughs> I, I don't remember very much about Star Wars, but like if I remember 10% of the stuff I've seen of Star Wars, it's so weird to me that like hiding inside the bear is is one of them. Uh Gary, uh he hides inside the kangaroo horse, not the bear. It's 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 got like a lot of bear qualities to it. No, you're thinking, no. You're, no, you're thinking of the wampa. The wampa's what hurts him in the first There's place. There's the wampa and the tauntaun, Gary. Come on. I'm thinking of a tauntaun wampa. <laughs> a ta- a I'm tauntaun. Thinking of Chewbacca. Oh, yeah. that is my favorite Japanese uh, detective game. Tauntaun Rampa. Tauntaun Rampa. Tauntaun Rampa. Panic. I'm thinking of Chewbacca. It, it, Gary, at no point does anyone cut open Chewbacca and put a man in him. Somebody hasn't read the novels. Okay. Uh, <laughs> His name is Gary Butterfield. <laughs> yeah. Where like they haven't read the, the novel that's like basically 27 hours, but it's inside Chewbacca. Like it, it's just a harrowing real-time journey of being inside I, that big I, man. I, I, I love turning it into 27 hours instead of 127 hours. <laughs> it's like, it's a little bit more so than a day, this arm's coming <laughs> yeah. off. Very impatient yeah. hiker. <laughs> Besides, no one's going to maintain their vor boner for a full 127 hours. Mm-hmm. No. You may think you want it. Like, it's like a Hotel California situation when it comes yeah. to getting inside Chewbacca. Mm-hmm. Um, we should get into it because we'll be here all day. As I, keep <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I am sorry. No, no it's, it's my fault as much as yours. <laughs> like 40, Maybe 60. even more. Maybe even more. Yeah. No, 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 like 40, 60. Yeah. Um, so we start out with the last time on. Um, which again, you know, obviously no last time. Uh, and the trope they're messing with here with the perfect man who comes from a golden egg uh-huh. uh, is that if you were going to engineer, like this reminded me a lot of um, the comic book Preacher. Preacher. Where yeah. they had, when they had been like keeping Jesus's descendant uh, alive through inbreeding and they have like an actual like just Jesus, but he was just absolutely, you know, uh, all kinds of bad chromosomes and, yeah. and, and stuff. Yes. They made, they made, oh, well, oops, we made a Habsburg. Yep, oops, oops, all Habsburgs. Habsburgs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's what they're doing here with the perfect man. Yeah. Well, he, um, he's he's kind of yeah. like he's like a baby. Like he hatches out of this and he's sucking on his foot, you know, because yeah. just the idea of somebody being grown, you know, somebody being born full grown, you know, it's like that looks like you've given birth to a dude. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, Big strong a, a perfect dude. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> we also have uh, uh, the establishment that we have all these historical figures. We have a time travel here. Rusty tells uh, Hank and Dean uh, to get Caligula and Dr. Freud to the time machine. Um, and they have secreted the hand of Osiris up Caligula's ass. Uh, oh, making Caligula's this Caligula. I think that was a Caligula call. Yeah, they did, it wasn't a group decision. Yeah. That was... <laughs> <laughs> and <it's> like... <laughs> But this is, uh, you know, people who don't know who uh, Caligula is. Uh, big orgy. Emperor. Oh, I'm re- I'm ready for this. <laughs> yeah, he's a big orgy emperor. Okay, is that, is that inadequate to you? <laughs> <Somehow>. <laughs> he's an emperor who loved orgies. Yeah, famous I, bisexual. I, loved you know, uh, getting it on. Loved they, coming from they, his prostate. They, they made that 19. I think it was like the like a, like late 70s softcore porn, big budget Hollywood movie starring uh, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Clockwork Orange. The, um, <laughs> yep. So yeah. So he's a, he's a famous pervert, and then Doctor Freud is also a famous pervert. Well, but also um, there's that great joke where Rusty says, "Don't let let him ask any questions about me." Oh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very very good. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, Brock and Rusty they try and do Mecha Shiva. 
Uh, they're pretending mm-hmm. to be a large four-armed god. Uh, two of the guards, uh, they, they they shoot all of their bullets and one of them throws his gun just because it looks cool. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're doing a bunch of, they're, they're drawing a line under a bunch of, like, cliches from this genre. Yeah. yeah. Like, pretending to, you know, assuming that the natives would be fooled by Mekashiva, mm-hmm. you know, in a flashlight, uh, doing the throwing the gun thing. Um you know, cut over the perfect man who they want to keep as a pet. Uh, <laughs> you know, he's very, cute. he's very happy. There's yeah. like a really good bit of timing where a perfect man looks up with a big smile, uh, which I like a lot. Um, and then the thing I was talking about, you know, he's, he's the high priest. We cut over. He's about to kill the boys and saying, give me the, the hand of Osiris. And Rusty fires back. Give me head. Like with <laughs> no back so fast, too. That is such a good. Bit so of good. Editing. Give me head. Uh, it's one of my favorite James Urbaniacs. Uh, yeah. That happens. Urbaniac has an amazing episode. Like he's always good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I've really met good him, this right? one. Oh, have I you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think he's handsome despite his trapezoidal shaped head. I know. <laughs> um, <laughs> Look, Gary, I wasn't going to bring your James Urbaniac face slander onto your show where you talk about his his oeuvre. But if okay. you're going to do it, go ahead. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me enough rope to hang myself with it. Um, the. <laughs> Um, but this, this is like an amazing moment. Like, yeah. just, I, I, lo- I love that delivery. It's very, very good. I'm trying yeah. to kill your children. Osiris, give me head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so good. I'm trying uh, to kill God, your children. Oh, join the club. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love him so much. It's a really good episode for Rusty being over everything. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we join our episode in progress. Uh, the current episodes where they're stuck in the Hall of Sorrows. Uh, unimpressed with it because it looks more like a basement. And uh, this is where the boy adventurer thread of this kind of starts. Mm-hmm. Um, there is like a, a, you know, a head, like a, a mouth hole. It's like a jackal, head. like a big jackal head in the on, on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Rusty tells the boys to crawl through. They can't. And he's like, oh, I've been, haul- I was crawling through holes half that size when I was your age. I, I love you know, that. Rusty totally owning his sons. <laughs> full, full, full uh, grown Rusty is scrawnier than his sons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Much it's scrawny. a show scrawny of scrawny men. Yeah, yeah. Either oh, yeah. scrawny or beefy men. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but Rusty uh, climbs in and uh, triggers a spiked wall trap. Uh, I love Brock's line about this. These guys are playing by the book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I the uh, you know so Hank is like we could call Doctor O. He's uh, magic. He doesn't. <laughs> he's magic he can he can do it uh and doc doesn't want to do that because i, I get the, the sense that like doc hammer is so much more interested in the rivalry between dr venture and dr orpheus than i am yeah like but then it's, anybody it's the, is yeah it's right. like the centerpiece of all the episodes that he does with the two of them mm-hmm. you know it's like the 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 th- main thing and it's like it's interesting it, it's good and, and i like how he develops dr O. I just felt like this was going back to a well you know, yeah. yeah is it only in Hammer scripts can. where they do the thing where Orpheus always refers to him as Mister Venture, or is that is that typical? <laughs> is that throughout? I don't think anybody. I don't think he ever refers to him as Rusty. Or so did, he doesn't know, call him Doctor Venture though. It's always Mister Venture. Oh, I've never yeah. never yeah. noticed that, so I, I can't noticed. confirm. Or deny. Oh no, no, it's 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 very deliberate. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know, this is this is Rusty's pride, uh, right? You know, we're not going to call that witch doctor or snake charmer or whatever. Um, but it's the right thing to do, <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, and Brock, uh, you know, convinces him by making, by doing a big show of like, all right, boys, line up your brain or your heart on these spikes. So you die yeah. instantly. Hank also rides the spike, yep. which I really like. Uh, very cute. Yeehaw. Um, he calls Orpheus, you know, and he's, he's really underselling it. 
Mm-hmm. And I guess it matters to Orpheus how fast the walls are going. Yeah. <laughs> um, to use the, the Oregon energy uh-huh. to, to stop the walls. Uh, this one of my know, favorite think, lines is the description of the, the, the speed of the spikes. Uh-huh. I, I think I think this was just a, just to have that line in there is mm-hmm. the only reason why this mattered. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yep. Um, uh, they're going slower than haunted house spike walls, but not quite as, uh, or no, they're, they're going faster than haunted house spike walls, but not quite as uh, slow as evil scientist uh, spike walls. Yeah. Something like that. Uh, it's in between those. Um, I yeah. is that, that is very good. Just completely uh, tearing this trope apart. And Gary mentioned the Oregon energy. Dr. O, in order to target his magic blast from on the other side of the planet, uh, starts like, um, titillating Dean by saying, "Imagine my daughter naked and she's kissing you, using her tongue she's and using stuff." Using her you know. tongue, <laughs> you know, she's all over you. Uh, and this kind of you know organ energy that emanates from <laughs> Dean's crotch allows Doctor Orpheus to pinpoint them and blow it. You know, blast the walls, shatter all the glass in the room. Mm-hmm. Basically, nothing really. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> just uh, you know. Uh, stops the thing. Rusty leaves. He says, I'm going to come back with some expensive crap to save you. <laughs> Doc Hammer says, oh, I need to get Rusty back to the lab. Yeah, we need yeah. to get him back to the lab. We need <laughs> yeah, exactly. to we need to get the con- around with Billy and Pete. Here, guys. <laughs> we need the, we need... fuck around with Billy and Pete. Yep. You know. Oh, um, and then the priest comes back uh, uh, is wearing an Ibis mask and he yells at the yells at the ventures for doing the for breaking the chamber, and then we get some shtick. We get some classic vaudeville shtick about mishearing burning oil and thinking it was voil, which is the, a kind of cloth. Thing was dumb to me, but I love Brock's that loses, confidence. Like, if, we're go, if we're going letter grades, that loses half a letter for me right there. The voil. Yeah, the voil bit was annoying to me, uh, but I liked Brock's confidence of just being like, "It was like this when we got there," <laughs> you know, just like <laughs> where's like, the annoying one. We ate, yeah. him. we ate him. We ate him. Like I, I, I love com- like ultra confident Brock who doesn't play these games. Like, uh-huh. One of my favorite characterizations. <laughs> um, so back at the venture compound, Doctor O shows up uh, lab uh, <laughs> to to Rusty, and you know he learns uh, he's like, oh, I'm working on it. It's some kind of a Cyrus cult. He's like, do you even Osiris? Do you do you even know what I do? You know, like I'm, I know the Osiris cult. Like you should have called me right away. Yeah. I I, 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 I tend the net that holds this reality. Yeah. 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 I'm the catcher in their eye. <laughs> um, the, uh, the, they go do their back and forth, their science versus magic thing, which we've seen. Yeah. You know, um, you know, with them, them kind of thing. And they end up settling on a shrinking contest um, with, as the ultimate gentleman's like, prize for <laughs> super science or what have you. Apparently yeah. shrinking is harder than fire. Yeah. Yeah. I love how they were uh, like, they have Rusty point to all these things that they don't want to draw. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about those levitation boots? He says, gesturing off screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's also like the idea, the degree to which Dr. O is uh, unimpressed by Dr. Or, uh, Dr. Venture is unimpressed by Dr. O is pretty wild. Mm-hmm. Like when he calls Dr. Orpheus, he's raking his leaves with his mind. Yep. <laughs> And later, later they call it out like, "Aren't you guys friends? I've seen that guy mowing your lawn," yeah. uh, which <laughs> like, is very funny to me. Um, but he just said, like, you know, I I would be impressed by raking my leaves with my mind. It would save you so you much know? time. Yeah, well, it's something I can't do. Oh yeah, true. You know? Okay, I have to use my fucking arms. Yeah, like a chump. Give you a headache though, wouldn't it? Raking your leaves with your mind. I believe so. 
Maybe if you ran Gary, I'm a big believer in the idea that, you know, everything comes with a cost. And I think the cost of mind rake is headache. Well, I mean, if you're out, if you're, if you're like, if you're right, <laughs> rhyme, if you, <laughs> it fucking does, yeah. If you if you run out of mana and you start having to cast from from hit points, yeah, it probably would hurt your yeah. head. Yeah. Do we ever yeah, get yeah. like the full com- cosmology of how much MP uh, Doctor Orpheus has? I think it's Vancian. Ooh, so. really? Yeah, he never I, does the same. Now spell I want twice. to think about this seriously. I, I don't know. I don't know he that seems we pretty cavalier with it. I don't know yeah, that but we he never hit... does the same one twice. It does a lot of cantrips. I don't think we hit a point where like something exceeds his actual like ability, you know, like, yeah, he shrinks the wrong thing here, but like, there's never like, oh, I've tried to cast, but I am depleted in some way. He just kind of does whatever the plot is, 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 you know, demands of him. There's no Venture Brothers source book, unfortunately. Right. We don't get to these stats. Jesus Christ, Gary. What a good idea. You know what? Write it. Can I tell mm-hmm. you my, my brilliant uh, idea that I had a couple years ago that never got made gary i love your brilliance please uh telltale's venture brothers oh yeah that'd be really great i would have played the i would have played the fuck out of that man that's like a really good fit i think mm-hmm. i agree i don't know i'm thinking about Batman. this source book now you got to pitch this to these guys gary that's the first step to the adoption <laughs> getting in their good books also don't make fun of their lead voice actor i probably, I probably should make fun of their and also their friends head shapes right right um, the uh so, you know, they're going to do the shrinking contest. Dr. O says, don't bother looking for your dad's shrinkway, shrink ray. You sold it to Pete and Billy. Which he uh, didn't. To be a little Augusta St. Cloud, he certainly <laughs> didn't. Nope. Now that, now that we're TV recappers, I remember that kind of shit. <laughs> and he refuses uh, the curse. Uh. <laughs> like, now we work for the AV club. The, the, uh, where, like, he refused to. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, you know, but they got a hold of it hell? anyway. Maybe they held a different garage sale that we didn't see because it was less eventful. Yeah. Gary? Yeah. Maybe that, Gary. that could be. Okay. Should be. Buy could in, be diplomat Gary. middle Buy child. <laughs> could be diplomat middle child. Yep. Could be. <laughs> uh, I don't I don't want to pass over uh one of the best line reads of the episode, which is where Orpheus says, Good day, sir. Good blah blah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. But yeah, the the fact that, that Dr. Venture only agreed to this because he knew his dad had made something that would solve it. And Dr. Yeah. O undercuts him on it is very good. So, of course, he needs to go and uh, 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 get a hold of this. We get to cut back uh, to the to the pyramid uh, where some actual pyramid stuff happens. Dean's head has been cut off and now it's under uh, it's under an energy I, again, pyramid. If this were more <laughs> coherent, I don't think this would work. Right. I think that we have to just know that something happened and not know what it is for this. And for mummy, mummy, my mummy or whatever his name is. Right. Uh, the degree of escalation is, is really well done. Really um, funny. Mm-hmm. Like it just every time, like, you know, eventually going to two AK 47s, like from nothing, <laughs> the, uh, the degree of escalation is very funny to me. Yeah. And them having that, the friendly mummy, uh, there. And also just like, uh, Dean, you know, losing it, not just being ahead mm-hmm. and just, uh, adopting to it is very funny. Yes. Um, and Brock, Brock, uh, uh, does you know i love it you know i never like in a serious work where characters criticize this plot mm-hmm. like i think that's an annoying thing but brock's be like this is getting stupid yep. uh, again <laughs> really really good line read and really good <laughs> like, very uh very fun i could feel the delight in the pen that mm-hmm, wrote that line mm-hmm. yeah orpheus attempts to shrink himself but he shrinks his desk instead uh he makes um a, a little bit of lemonade out of some very tiny lemons by saying oh we can just mm-hmm. use this as dollhouse furniture uh but shrinking mm-hmm. is harder than he thought it would be 
Yeah, like the episode weirdly like puts a lot of emphasis on it's easy to shrink some things, mm-hmm. just not yourself. Yeah. Apparently shrinking is really hard in this world. <laughs> so, um, which I guess actually is followed up on because the, uh, their Ant-Man mm-hmm. guy, they never replicated that. No. Wow. Fuck. Mm-hmm. I think they talk about the that. Lore, the lore is so rich. The lore, and then when I Riku know. finally releases Kyrie's heart from inside Dude. Sora. I will drop yeah. you from this fucking call. I, I, I'm like, not kidding. You don't get to bring that shit to where I work. <laughs> get that shit off my ears. Like, I will walk. I'm, um, I'm, I'm sitting here tearing a coaster apart because I'm getting flashbacks to childhood. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I thought you were going to say getting flashbacks to the one time you were on Guppy. (laughs) Accidentally? No, where I was hoodwinked into being on Guppy, yeah. I was about to say, it was on purpose, you just didn't know. Yeah, we did hoodwink you. See, that's Uh, a fun show, everyone should listen to it. Yeah. Um, The uh, and Pete return to their trailer, Uh, they find it ransacked. Uh, and they think that they're being arched. You know, again, everybody wants to get arched in this. And then they find out it's rusty. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's like, what's the hell, Rust? <laughs> you know. Uh, uh, you know first, uh, in... first mention of blind date host Roger Lodge on the show. Ooh. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. <laughs> he is not Joe um, Rogan. Yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Also, this has been Joe Rogan was like, felt like a harmless. And yeah. Guy. As opposed to like a kingmaker. Yeah, yeah he was like a, to, was, this was during the Fear Factor days. Yeah, yeah like, it, like he's just he's just a weirdo who makes people eat scorpions. He's not yeah. like somebody who spreads Gavin McGinnis's hate. Yeah, he know? was. I yeah, don't like, think he made people eat scorpions. I think he put scorpions on people and made them eat worms. I've seen somebody eat a scorpion on that show. I used to watch that show with my ex-wife, dude. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't come for me with Fear Factor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, nights around the Butterfield House, just watching Fear Factor Adventure yep. Brothers. <laughs> hey, baby, you want to watch The Office or somebody eat a scorpion? Um, what, you want to get divorced in a few years? Why? Um, the... <laughs> so, uh, you know, they, they, they say it's Rusty. They, they really gloss over why Rusty broke in. Right. Uh, this was Ben Edlin's Ed, uh, idea. Apparently, they would break in. Mm-hmm. They're just like, why did you Why didn't you ask to borrow it? And he's like, I already apologized for that. And, no, you didn't. <laughs> um, you know, he's like, if you're, if you're here to steal our great ideas, we don't have any. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he says he wants the shrink ray, which is in a bag. Uh, and he's like, oh, it's broken. And mm-hmm. there's this great, like, just ask Captain Kidd over here. Uh, and I, they, again, this they really gloss over this. Uh-huh. Like, really Hilarious. Quick. Like, you know, among lines that's like, oh, we just need to have the shrink ray not work. This is the yeah. funniest. Uh-huh. This is very funny. Yeah, Pete thought, thought there was a treasure map. Inside. I thought maybe there was a treasure map in there. <laughs> and I love it. Like, Rusty reacts like we would. Like, what? And then Billy just goes, believe me, we've been over this. <laughs> and I love that relationship so much. Like, Billy uh-huh. and Pete are so good. I, I love that the, uh, the, the, the the brown paper sack that the shrink ray is in, the bottom of it's wet. <laughs> <laughs> a shrink juice. Um. The, uh, so back at the pyramid, they now uh, Brock has Edgar Allan Poe in a headlock. They've done more time traveling, uh-huh. um, and Edgar Allan Poe has been uh, conscripted by the cult of Osiris apparently because he's hiding the hand of Osiris in the Telltale Heart location. Yeah, and the floorboards under the basement, um, oh. and Brock is you know he lets him go to go get the to go get the hand, and Brock is you know really happy. He's like, oh, I got him. I was I always wanted to get Edgar Allan Poe in a headlock. That thing is like a pumpkin. 
<laughs> Which he yeah. does have a big head. Yeah. You're burnt. Good, 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 you're burnt. Hey, you're, you're burnt, Poe. I say this is somebody with a gigantic head. You know, I'm, I think I'm, all three of us cannot cast stones when it comes to the big head. No, books. no. It's I, like it's like with three bonks walked into a podcast. <laughs> right? Yeah, that this happened, where, Gary. Finish the joke. Basically, the bonks, Pep Boys bonks Adventure Podcast. <laughs> I'll own to having a big face. I don't know that my head is that big uh, relative to my body. Okay. Um, I don't know if it's relative to your body, but just in relative to heads. Yeah. That's a point, Gary. Were I decapitated, people would note that my head was bigger than other heads. Yeah. Yeah. We all, all three of us have huge heads. You mm-hmm. know, Jeremy's almost as tall as us and he has a normal head. It's off-putting. Which I think looks bad. It's hardly fair. <laughs> um, the, uh, so, uh, we go to Dr. O, uh, going to Triana's closet. Uh, finding a magic portal, but he gets walked in on. Yeah. And, you know, she she talks about how she's, oh, you can go into the closet. Like, she's very traumatized. Yeah, because it's a magic portal, and, you know, she is suspected that there's something wrong with it. Uh, let's gloss over the fact that they moved here when she was a teenager, you know? Let's not gloss mm-hmm. over it, Cole, because it's been addressed multiple times. Has addressed it? addressed it on blogs. I, I read the, the trivia. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I experience all pop culture through wikis. Right, so, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, it's... it's... <laughs> On the Venture Brother wiki, they do talk about uh, like that Jackson and Hammer have tried to address this before and come up Mm -hmm. with like every bullshit explanation you can think of. Yeah, yeah. But you know, just think. I think about it this Uh, way: like them giving themselves no prizes. Yeah. (laughs) I think about it this way: they just get uh, you know, they just anytime you know, anytime she had a closet, that was the portal just by default because a kid's closet has to have monsters in it. Uh, but Cole, they make a very sp- particular point that it it's only her closet because it's on the south side of the building. Well, maybe she always wants the south side of the building because she always wants the extra light, you know? Okay, no, it's not mm-hmm. the extra light, Or she loves Gwen it's, it's the fucking bathroom. She needed her own bathroom. That's why she has that room. Cole, your whole argument falls apart. Okay, no, I'll be over here. I'll, I'll be over here being wrong. <laughs> All right, I've defeated one of the hosts of Orb. I'm very <laughs> now you have to face to me. <laughs> I've been down to absorb all Cole's powers. I mean, we haven't even gotten into Cunnilingus talk yet. So. Uh, uh, baby, this is my time to shine. <laughs> um, so she says, down to you know, Gary, Gary talk calling someone a king in 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, nobody on this show is a king. Um, the uh, so far, the uh, so she she underlines the thing. She says she wears the same thing every day because she's afraid to go into the closet, mm-hmm. you know, which is what cartoons do because they have a uniform. And Dr. O says, I just thought that was a phase. Archie and his indolent friend Jughead wear the same thing. Of course, that would be Dr. O's reference point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I like uh, Jughead being referred to as indolent. Uh-huh. Uh, but then he he gets frustrated and puts her to sleep so he can go into the closet. Yeah. Um, uh, a dick a move. move. You know, as a, as a reader of X-Men, I'm real used to Professor Xavier just pulling this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's 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 bad. Yeah. I just don't, it's, it doesn't strike me as beyond the pale to me. It's like, it's shitty, but it's not in the world of the Venture Brothers. It feels, still feels like a light gray. Never grading on the, it, if, it, go ahead. It, to me, it's more just it's the first time we see, like, Orpheus getting frustrated with Triana or treating her in any way like he's not, like, respectful of her. Yeah. Well, I think the idea is that he's he's so whipped up by this uh, Dr. Venture, this, like, bet, 
mm-hmm. you know, and then he gets, he gets over it through this. Like the whole talk with, with uh, the master is about like, you shouldn't, you know, get a big swinging dick about these pissing contests. Cause you're basically infinitesimal and that's fine. Yeah. You know, you're already fucking small. <laughs> um, this episode wins me over in a big way during this Billy Pete and Rusty thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is gross. This is like dudes going into the testosterone zone. Yeah. But I relate to this a lot. Like this is a thing, you know, me and my friends would kind of do. Yeah. Uh, and there's this energy that I, I relate to. Well, and also it's a, you know, it's, it's a good joke because we, yeah. we cut to them agonizing over their notes. It's like a very short little montage. They wanted the montage to be longer. Um, but, uh, you think, okay, they're trying to get the shrink, the shrink ray, uh, working again because Rusty hired them on to, you know, help him win the contest, but it turns out they're listing their guilty pleasures. So, you know, pencils down and they, they list them off, you know, Rusty wants to sleep with Bonnie Bedelia, uh, the stone Who Fox. Who is described inexplicably <laughs> as the mom from Die Hard. Uh-huh. She's, her motherhood is not emphasized in that film. <laughs> No, I, I she's know. the wife. She's the separated wife from Die Hard. This show's terrible, guys. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Strike three. Strike three. <laughs> uh, the uh, and then I, but I love again Doctor Venture with the immediate comeback. Mm-hmm. No, the Stone Cold Fox from Mother's Right, Elizabeth Morgan story. <laughs> uh, very funny poll. Yeah, uh, and uh, then like fucking Pete White, Rhea Perlman. Yeah. Uh-huh. Whoa. <laughs> Like, like, whoa there. <laughs> um, and Billy uh, trying to get in front of it is so funny and relatable to me. Yep. Like, and do this kind of thing. Like, I misunderstood the question. Yeah. Um, this, it's so fucking like, oh, number one, oiled garbage bag. <laughs> uh, and it's so fucking good. And then, like, just like making making fun of him as like Dustbuster with a corner room attachment. Uh huh. Sounds, sounds dangerous. dangerous. Yeah. It's, 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 so bad. Melon heated in a microwave. Like them just giving their friends shit yeah, is this, so fun. This, like this scene reminds me of like when I was in third grade and I would sit at the lunch table with people who were technically my friends and they would like hand out uh Sonic the Hedgehog characters. And uh-huh. I was oh, I would always have to be uh the girl bunny from the Saturday morning cartoon. You would have to <laughs> you'd have to be bunny rabot. I if you say so, Cole, they just yeah. they just describe. I'd never seen the cartoon. They okay. just described the character and told me I was it. You know what? You can't fucking high ground me about Sonic shit. If you're coming in here dropping proper nouns from Kingdom Hearts, dude. Again, I I don't I don't know. He, about, Will, don't Will know thinks that Kingdom Hearts is somehow more uh, respectable than Kingdom Hearts, and it's a weird fallacy he's under. Okay, okay, because they're equally uh, ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just Much saying, like a, I, I'm just trying to like tap into this feeling of like, oh, I'm friends with these guys. It doesn't mean they're nice to me or say good things to me. <laughs> yeah. Just, just publicly. I say nice things about yeah. you privately. Yeah. <laughs> me and Will are friends in real life, too. It's a weird thing that doesn't come through on the podcast, but like <laughs> when we talk to each other, we're very caring. Like we end most of our text text chats with love you, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like it's 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 a lot of checking in on each other's emotional welfare during the day. I'm just saying basically for each other's sponsors. And- Pete and Rusty are bullies, and uh, uh-huh. I want to buy their bullying. Yeah, they are bullying. <laughs> but but just uh, oh god, Billy, uh, his misunderstanding, like oh his guilty pleasure is like oh things that I wouldn't really readily admit to doing with my penis alone. Yeah, masturbating with. I, yeah. I saw recently. I saw the movie uh, Booksmart, which I'd never seen before, mm-hmm. which is a really good joke uh, along these lines. It uh, is a really it. good movie. I love that movie. Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Uh, they never follow up on everybody taking video of them fighting in the party. 
And I was like, why did why did that never pay off? Uh, maybe Doc Hammer wrote that one. Maybe. Hey, maybe you might have skipped it. You might have just been like, eh, the movie's end. Um, the uh, Doctor O goes to the, the Necropolis, uh, which is what this portal goes to to find his master who's taking the form of Cerebus. Uh, he first calls him out as, you know, aren't you, you know, he says, I'm Argus. Mm-hmm. He said, well, wasn't that, uh, you know, Odysseus's dog who had one head, I believe. Uh, and the master starts giving him shit. Uh-huh. Um, hey, hey, Gary, you said Cerebus. That's an aardvark who hates women. Cerberus is the three-headed dog. Cole, yeah, and I just, women. and that's why is nobody, he, that's why nobody likes you, Cole. <laughs> I just walked you into a trap. No, I'm serious. <laughs> did you? The, the, yeah. Like, I was just, I just did the same thing that the master did to Dr. O, but to you. And you walked, like, directly into it, man. Okay, Cole, Cerebus doesn't hate women. He just fears their, uh, void was going to suck in his light. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's Look, it's the first, the first six books are good. <laughs> okay, I believe you. <laughs> so, There's no way that was fucking intentional, Gary. <laughs> that was totally intentional, okay. man. I'm I'm serious because I, I knew you would do it. I, <laughs> I was thinking oh. about because I was thinking about you and Will because we did Duck Fest. Yeah. And there, I can't. What was the trivia thing that like you like turned yourself inside out to correct? <laughs> Forget. Like, <laughs> was it was, was it about how the like what, what the like mystery flavor airheads were the mystery yes. flavor dum-dums yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and you you ba- you basically threw yourself onto a grenade <laughs> to, to, like explain that trivia bit it's like, like brought it back this. like f- like i like five minutes later because it was just eating at your brain this plaque of knowledge just yeah. eroding neurons i've, I've got to i mean I'm, I'm not i'm not going to say i don't have a problem <laughs> the uh, Gary. uh three-way firing squad. Hey, Will, do you want to team up? Yeah, now you and I. Now you and I are Pete and Rusty. <laughs> <laughs> um. Hey, we, we we can move on. I did do that. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, but but yeah, we've got John Benjamin here. Uh, what a treat. The, 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 in the commentary, in the commentary, they, the, they yeah, they, maybe the best single voiced voice actor. Oh yes, yeah. Uh. <laughs> they, like they, they geek out. They they were so happy to get to work with them. They're like, oh yeah, just the you know, this season we get to start working with John Benjamin and Dana Snyder. It's like fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> Incredible, incredibly funny, and he's. I love this uh, this treatment. I'll always be a sucker for like, even if you take the form of a dog and you're a person or, mm-hmm. or a creature or an element, you're still a dog. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so like all these little the little bit with him, like he's like, hold on a second, this head tastes, you know, licks my genitals. I would stop him. It feels amazing though. Uh, <laughs> you know, and him just kind of like going on about it is very yeah, good. And then like a bunch of scenes where like Doctor O is scratching his ears. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Like, I love that shit. I taste yeah, my own Benjamin does a classic uh, one of his ticks, which is like cracking up halfway through the line. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's always like it's it's a <laughs> it's a conundrum. Yeah, yeah, he's, it's, a, he's, it's a real <laughs> it's a real Coach McGurk kind of cadence that he has there for it. Yeah, yeah, just an incredibly charismatic voice actor. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, you did, uh, the master starts lighting into him because here comes Doctor O asking, "How do I get small?" And this turns into a therapy session to make him emotionally small. You know, they have a conversation like, "Oh, th- like you suck, Doctor O. Think about why your wife left you." Uh, and Doctor O says, "You know, like, oh, I spend too much time working. No, you're a wuss." <laughs> yeah. You know, she left you for a younger man because of that. Yeah. And again, like as we mentioned, we we get follow up on that. I mm-hmm. like that episode quite a bit. The Outrider. Um, the because uh, there's not enough Solomon Kane no. stuff. 
Everyone's doing Doc Savage. Nobody's doing Solomon Kane when it comes to like <laughs> 20s pulp heroes. I agree. That's the problem with all pop culture. Yeah. yeah. More Solomon Kane, please. Um, Brock, Hank, and Dean, and Freud, uh, and Poe are in the pyramid. We come back to them uh, looking down on the priest, and they see Dean's body. They're like, oh, they have Dean's body mm-hmm. and Hank's body and Brock. Uh, and this is because Hank set the uh, the time machine to 10:30 a.m. instead of 10:30 or 12:30 uh, a.m. instead of 12:30 a.d. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this just this is just really good to set up a double Brock later. <laughs> um, the uh, and then we go into shrink ray testing yep. mode. <laughs> so they te- they first they test it on Helper because they've got to do it on an, ob- on an object that nobody cares about. I love that he's uh, he's got a blindfold on and a cigarette in his mouth like he's being <laughs> executed by the French Foreign yep. Legion. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. Um, you know, Pete won't do it because he's an albino. Uh, he go he explodes if he goes to the beach. Uh, Rusty won't do it because he's a single father. Uh, Those and they're boys trying to bully him. He is their rock. <laughs> yeah, he's their rock. Billy says he won't do it because he's never tasted uh, the flower of a woman. And here we come uh, to it, gentlemen. Yep. Let me crack my knuckles here. Cunnilingus zone. It's time for the testosterone. I'm talking about King <laughs> King Chap. Um, the uh, but he's just being very flowery about saying he's a virgin. Yeah. And uh, they're just like, are you, are you being? Is that a metaphor? Because I don't take very many trips down south myself. Says Pete White. <laughs> so previously in this episode, we we have the master enjoying his own oral pleasure, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. And and, it, right and it, that is highlighted as you know a good or at least a yeah. conundrum. Yeah. yeah Autofellatio. Yeah. We'd all do it. You know. But yeah. But um, and then we have Pete explicitly saying. He doesn't enjoy performing cunnilingus and Rusty implying it. And I'm just like, what's wrong with these men? Yeah, Yeah. come on. No wonder these dudes fucking suck. Mm -hmm. Like, get over that shit. Yeah. You know, it comes standard. And then uh, (laughs) in the next episode, spoilers, strongly implied that JJ does perform cunnilingus. Of course, And JJ JJ rules. Yeah, yeah. JJ cares about other people. Yeah, JJ's very outgoing. It's also, you know, the, the. like it's very trendy right now to be like, oh, there's a million different sex things you can do, mm-hmm. you know, and like technically, Start yes. The clock. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. That 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 I include is one of the things. Like technically, there are a lot of things to do, but like really, there aren't that many things to do. And if you're gonna count out like using your mouth on a genital, mm-hmm. like that eliminates a wide swath. Of shit. Even like if that, I do that, think that is, JJ is probably one of those guys who's a little too into getting her off with his mouth. Oh, sure. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. Well, he's got something to prove. He's he's one foot tall. <laughs> like, he's, he's a total Napoleon complex. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He's, you know, but it's just, uh, the, the, you can't just take like something that wide and just strike it from your sexual vocab. Yeah. It's like it's tying know? an arm behind your back, which, yeah. you know, that might be somebody's thing, but with your arm tied behind your back, you can still go down there, you know? Totally. Yeah. You know, it's like you, you have no arms. You can still, you know, be a king. Mm-hmm. All right. In the land of the armless, the the one mouth man is king. <laughs> On the other hand, completely unsurprising <laughs> that neither Pete nor Rusty do it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Certainly, Rusty. I could. We still haven't learned enough about Pete. At this point, I could see him doing it, but being very bad about it. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Technically, <laughs> he's always or boring. like emotionally, like oh, I guess if you're gonna make me, fella. I, well, I was thinking uh, technically, like trying to do it and just being like, it's, you know, well, I guess he 
I guess he'd be emotionally bad too, though, because he's got a, like an inflated sense of ego. Yeah, I'm I would think that he, he, awesome. he, he probably, he probably uh, thinks that he's really good at it, but he doesn't spend enough time to it. And maybe he's, he, he gets a little too focused on finishing it quickly. He might be one of those guys who spends too much time on it. Oh, maybe he's just like, I'm going to do this for like six hours. You're going to love that. Right? Yeah, I could eat a peach for days. Yeah. 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 Mr. Public and Mr. Hammer, we have questions. Please write the source <laughs> <Yeah>. book. <laughs> yeah, please. Not the source book for the show. Mr. The source book for your own attitude so I yeah. can understand. Mr. Hammer, 15 years ago, Ray Cunnilingus. <laughs> sir. 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 Uh, sir. Pete White <laughs> yeah. will perform Cunnilingus for 2D6 rounds, but no more. <laughs> um, yeah. And they're not turns, though. Mm-hmm. That's how you can tell he's not a king. Um, the, uh, so the, um, you know, he says he's a virgin. And I, again, just in the lived in friendship, giving each other shit thing, we're like, we know. Yeah. <laughs> nobody is surprised by this. Well, And then, they, and then um, they take it too far because Rusty says, you know, like, oh, it wouldn't even be murder if we killed you with this thing. It would just be a very late abortion. <laughs> yeah mean uh and i love this this little swerve into another side quest in the middle of this very unfocused episode where yep. billy the music kicks up and billy's like i was like give me 24 hours to taste the flower of a woman uh, and they just don't do it but the idea of him going on a quest where they have like 24 hours to get billy laid in the middle like this nested thing was very funny to me yep um so they do that, the shrink ray. It looks like it doesn't work, but it just shrinks his lungs, which is fucking horrifying. And uh-huh. Dr. Venture should sell that to the military right away. Yep. Um, and uh, there's this great little bit where Rusty farts, uh, and they enjoy it and talk about it like men do. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, very lived in. Like, it's coming your way. You'll get there soon. Is, is it, a very And it'll kill him. <laughs> his lungs are yeah, already yeah, so yeah, tiny. will murder him with Yeah. Yeah, Alexa. Uh, <laughs> Alexa, has anyone ever died from farts? Oh, I'm sure. I think I read about that. Well, like in a rough now. Alexa, voice for. Oh, I'm. Oh, I'm sure. Amazon for you right now. I, I feel like I read uh, that like in a like in a bathroom reader of of, of some kind. Like do you know, uh, just uh, yeah, or like in grossology or whatever. Yeah, I, I'm pretty yeah. sure somebody is asphyxiated because their room was full of farts. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Cool fella. <laughs> um, the uh, Dr. O and the master are talking about why Triana doesn't respect him. You know, he lets Dr. Venture, you know, push him around, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, she can, drinks behind his back, you know, because he naively yeah. thinks oh, that. She said her friends do, but she doesn't, you yeah. know, which is, very, again, very well observed. Mm-hmm. Um, Brock leads the, the he's they're going to do their final attack. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas, like, you know, you know, Caluglia. Uh, you you hang out with Hank, and he you know he grabs his no no no. How about you do the second wave by yourself? <laughs> uh, you know, and then we cut over to Dean, uh, whose head is on the mummy, which is riding the perfect man, and he has two AK forty sevens, which is one of my favorite. Like God, I fucking love that image. Uh, just him barely balancing on. <laughs> oh, it's a, it's so awkward. It's a hat on a hat on a hat. <laughs> what is Dean gonna do? <laughs> yeah. He's not even controlling it. Like, yeah. What's this head doing there? Is controlling. Yeah. The gun is all in Mummy Mug Mummy's hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so when the gates open, me, Poe, and me rush and in. Because <laughs> if we got a double Brock. Cut over to Frog Suit Brock. Uh-huh. Uh, really, really good. Um, 
Uh, so uh, were there more shrink ray adventures? Pete accidentally uh, shrinks Billy's head. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. And I love this line. This is so dense. Line of the episode. Best yeah. line of the episode. Oh, Pete says, nice yeah. shot, William Burroughs. You hold a gun like a guy who plays Riven. <laughs> yeah, I, I love it so much. Well, I love it he, when he says that. He goes, what, should I go outside and shrink some cans? <laughs> like, it's, it's also very good comeback. Yeah. <laughs> this is so fucking stupid, you yeah. know? Uh, again, characters inside the plot criticizing the plot does not always work for me. Right. But just, uh, William Burroughs um, famously shot his wife in the head. Yeah. Yeah, doing a yeah, William Tell thing. Apple, yeah. Explain that to the Mexican authorities and got away with it. Uh-huh. Yeah. They're like, oh yeah, it happens to the best of us. Yeah. And just like let him go. <laughs> you got an apple, you got a gun, you got a wife, and it's yeah. Saturday. Yeah, no, we Jeez. we all get it. Yeah. It's fucking weird, man. <laughs> just, yeah. Well, you know, I, I, it was not what I would have done, but nobody could blame you. <laughs> you know? The cadence and like just the way the line is set up, you hold a gun like a guy who plays Riven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's very good. Not very, missed. Very Riven. Good. Yep. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the slightly deeper pull. Yep. Uh, which I which I always love. Mm-hmm. You hold a gun like a guy who plays Mist Three Exile with Brad Dorif. <laughs> you play Uru. <laughs> you play Uru. <laughs> a guy who plays Uru. Um, the uh, Pete tries to fix it and ends up making Pete. Uh, or making uh, uh, Billy make, yeah, regular size. Billy regular size. They say he looks like uh, uh, what? Toby McGuire in a in Hulk a, bad yeah. Hulk costume. <laughs> regular sized, <laughs> like actual proportioned Billy is pretty off. Uh, is pretty upsetting, actually. Yeah, well, I love how excited he is. Do you like? I need a mirror. And they, <laughs> they <get away. laughs> He's so excited about it. Yeah. Um, Doctor O and the Master are looking <clears throat> at a vision of the cosmos. Orpheus feeling about you know how insignificant he is mm-hmm. and feeling very small. And this is you know is the Master's idea. Yes. You know, don't you don't have to do this kind of thing because you know, you know that this is this is small ball. This is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um. It's about time for the contest. Uh, Rusty says, like, we should we should quit. I can't get this working. You know, I can't even get something my dad made. I can't even fix that, let alone invent something. Mm-hmm. You know, I was just, I was a good boy adventurer, but I'm bad at this. Which is, you know, one of those thesis lines that a character will say in a show. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, oh, that's the point of the character. Yeah. It's tremendously yeah. sad. I peaked at nine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Royal Tenenbaum's energy. You know, just like <laughs> very, very, people past their prime is always going to be a theme that, like, works on me. Yeah. It's very sad. Hey, hello. No, I, I think that my I think my prime is going to be when I'm 62. Mm. So everybody, look out. 22. Roaming the, the waste, podcasting for the, eating, the mutants. Yep, eating rats. <laughs> um, the my peak rat catching in the sewer for sustenance. <laughs> I can find a can of cat food in any grocery store. Um, any the, grocery uh, store, Gary. Any grocery store at Shh. 62. <laughs> He's got time now, to develop the skill. You've got 22 years of learning. I got, I'm going <laughs> to practice right now. I'm taking one of the great courses <laughs> from the Great Courses Plus. Anybody yeah, else think it's... My ma- welcome to my master class. <laughs> Anybody else Here's think cat it, food. Do, do you think it's weird that, like, cat food and dog food, like, any kind of pet food is the, like, the, the package has a picture of the thing you feed it to on it, not the thing it's made of? Hmm. I think it's so humans don't eat it. Wait a minute, Gary, please. A what? <laughs> no, I was asking for a minute to contemplate your idea. <laughs> okay, he's thinking about it. Yeah, it's just it's, just, I guess it's, you're it's right. weird. I guess you're if, right. if, if you if somebody who was unaware that a grocery store sold sometimes sold food that you gave to animals instead of humans, they would walk up to it and say, "Oh my god, these people are putting or they're putting cat meat in cans." 
And the bushes people put the bad bean dog on the can, and that's always confusing to me. Well, there's plenty of dog in each can. (laughs) Um, The uh, so this is this is a you know sweet moment where Rusty says that heartbreaking line, and Billy goes, "No, like you weren't just you know a boy adventurer; you were the best boy adventurer." Um, and pulls out the Rusty Venture lunchbox that they had uh, shown previously. This is really sweet. Like, it is Rusty, you know, being a jerk, being arrogant in his, like, moment. But I just, like, you know, that's me there on the pterodactyl. Like, yeah. it's a really sweet line read. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he killed it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I took it down myself. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, just to, yeah. finding out that Billy looks up to him. You know, it is a... Yeah. It is a With sweet a little moment. boy man's hero. <laughs> <Yeah>. The <laughs> little boy man's hero. Um, you know, Dr. O comes in to admit defeat. Uh, you know, they, it's a gentleman's bet, so they both admit they couldn't do it. <laughs> right. You know, if you kept yeah. your mouth shut, you could have won the gentleman. <laughs> yeah, yep. you could have won. <laughs> Hello, <Yeah>. Kiki. Um, <laughs> so they, uh, they all agree to be friends, mm-hmm. and Dr. O takes them all over for his famous rice pudding. Yuck. Um, you know, Dr. O says he feels like he forgot something. No, we're running uh, long cold. Did you just yuck rice pudding? I don't care for it. It's kind of bland. Like yeah. I, it's bland if you don't spice it right. Come on. Okay, okay. You can spice Maybe. it right, but it has little pieces of rice in it. Like yeah. the texture yeah. is. Well, not you okay. boil it enough so that the texture is kind of smooth with like little, you know, kind of nubs. Not yeah. that it's like I don't want hard those nubs, man. I say I say it's bland you because if I good... say if I say the texture bothers me, people are going to know I'm a picky eater because that's what picky eaters say. But I am a picky eater. The texture bothers me. I just don't like it. I uh, I think you know it has a really nice smooth pudding like consistency. Pudding. Every other pudding. Pudding's <laughs> <was gonna> <laughs> like, a great point. Yeah. Yeah. You, you don't you don't need to like add the like adding little chunks of like nubbin. Yeah. I don't need solids. Like, were you an orbits guy, Will? Did you like orbits drink? No, I'm not a big Orbitz guy. Gary, you realize they don't make the rice pudding and then add rice to it, right? Yeah. No, I know how you make rice pudding. <laughs> okay. Do you? I still do. Fucking yeah. prove it. I just don't know why you wouldn't just make regular pudding. Right fucking now. Tell me how to make rice pudding. I can't. <laughs> 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 and it's now like I've you... defeated both podcasters. I am now the host of Orb. <laughs> you I hate your dick. show now. You nothing. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that's an option? You can just decide that you're not owned? Come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm not owned. I've defeated nothing. I refuse to acknowledge. Um, this is a very anyway, difficult episode of this show. <laughs> this is very difficult. Expert mode. Next episode is going to be so easy. Uh-huh. Because it, it's just going to be me and you. And then after that, we have Autumn Greer on, and it's going to oh, be yeah. polite and smooth. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Dr. O says, you know, oh, or uh, Dr. Venture says, oh, it must be the lights. He goes to turn off the lights and is about to stomp on Helper, who never got reshrunk. One of the many things they forgot about this yeah, episode. He forgot about his kids and his bodyguard. <laughs> Yes. Where uh, there's a great... like, I'm sure we're forgetting something. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, great little bit earlier where like Brock, old Brock says, you're going to kill him, right? Uh-huh. Uh, to, to this little bit. And um, we do the post credits <laughs> where they're in the Ice Age. Yes. <laughs> Still traveling through time. Um, and uh, Hank is dying. He's freezing. Mm-hmm. trapped. He, want, uh, he wants Brock to feed him to a caveman. Yeah. Yeah. F- just feed me to the caveman. <laughs> Uh, and he goes, cut him open. We're going to put the boy in there. Uh, and then reveals that it is not a Tauntaun or a Wampa or whatever your made up uh, mm-hmm. monsters are. It is an Edgar Allan Poe. Yes. Uh, they're going to cut it open. Yeah. Uh, I've been rough on you. You've gotten really close to Warburton this episode. <laughs> oh, thank you. In, in terms of the delivery? Yeah. Yeah. Like two thirds of the way to like a good Warburton. 
Nice. Thank you. Uh, You're talking to me, right? You're not talking to Cole? Yeah, I'm talking to you, Gary. Pa- okay. Pa- Patrick <laughs> Warburton. Because the compliment is only about halfway there to nice. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought so. I figured that you'd yeah. probably just give that to Cole. Because <laughs> he, he, the kid needs it. Uh, Patrick Warburton apparently was like not familiar with this scene in Star Wars. Like He just wasn't a Star Wars guy. So like they had mm. to like really coach him through uh, nailing the the Harrison Ford delivery of uh, of that, that so it would so it would mimic the scene. That dude does seem tremendously strange. They were offering him for like interviews recently, but it was only if you were also willing to interview his kids. Okay, and they were like passing it off as the Warburtons. Huh. Uh, <laughs> uh, so he's trying to trying to pull his kids up the ladder, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Using the star power of Patrick Warburton. Yeah. Putty. The devil. Cronk <laughs> um, <laughs> himself. Yeah, I, 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 I like that performance. I like the idea of Edgar Allan Poe smelling worse on the, out, on the inside than the outside. <laughs> yeah. They probably didn't smell good. Yeah, it was you know? pro- probably pretty Nobody rough. times did. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> but inside, but, everyone like, smells like, like rubbing. Blood. Yep. It's, yeah. the, it's the great equalizer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a big thing that was gone from uh, Trauma Center Under the Knife. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like the, it probably smelled the, really bad. The old factory? Yeah. Yeah. Like, at no point did you, like, have to let you slit uh, the large intestine and just smell like shit. Yeah. Yeah. Just like, and, and like, right off the line. You know? <laughs> like, without being processed. Yeah. Yeah. The, 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 um... the fresh stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, um, and that, that's the uh, that's the episode. Yep, we never get part three. We never get part one. Just right there. Part in three, the middle. I believe, is subtitled "What Mystery of the, the Robot Cannon." The robot Cannon. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's which a, is a cannon that shoots robots. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good mystery in that case. No. Solved it right yeah. then. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's two ways it could have gone. Um, yeah. This is this this episode. Uh, I like this episode because not only do I think it's funny and I appreciate the concept, but the, uh, the Dr. Orpheus work is very good to me. Mm-hmm. And it, the, uh, Dr. Venture, Pete White, Billy Quizboy goofing around is always fun to me, even if it's not really advancing anything. Like, I don't know how controversial this is because I haven't gotten there in my rewatch and I haven't talked to a lot of people about it, but the, the stuff with, uh, Billy Quizboy that's actually lore related and pathos related uh, falls a little bit flat for me in this show. Like I love him as a character, but I also think that his backstory is a little bit boring. He's too tied to Phantom Limb for me. Yeah, I think that episode there's is kind of a dud. Like no jokes in that episode. Yeah. It's really weird. Um, Just like yeah. shit, we got to give Billy a backstory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you? And it's like it's yeah. You know, I don't know. Like Pete White doesn't have that. No, nope. he's just an albino. You know, that's the joke, and it, it works just fine. Mm-hmm. But Billy ended up getting elevated. Yeah. Uh, this I like them when they're just hanging around. I want them to give each other shit. And I also think that, like, this is a well-observed dude friendship thing, uh, as evidenced on this podcast. Like, <laughs> you know, like, a lot of times you get a couple get a couple dudes in a room, <laughs> and they're pretty mean to each other, and team up and bully, and they're shifting alliances, <laughs> clicks and stuff. I think that that is really well-observed in this episode and on this episode of this podcast. Uh, yeah. No, this Not is – I, I, I like you putting a bow – or putting a big bow around it. We made the episode no. like the episode. Yeah. It. Meta. It's the most meta episode of Orb as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. I do think. I, I think this is a really good hangout episode, and it has a really neat high concept. I just don't think the two gel as well as they could. I can get, they, they uh, get do that more. That. Like the Doctor is Sin, which is really high concept, has a lot of really good jokes, and 
has a lot of character development, you know, my favorite episode of the show, um, mm-hmm. gels them much better than this. You know, like there, there are definitely ways to tie them. Yeah. In the, in the art book, Doc Hammer kind of talks about like it, when he began writing this, it was like right after they got renewed for a new season. And he was like, he, he had the sense of I can get away with anything almost. I almost feel like like this is a first swing at, you know, stuff that he would try to do later when he had a little bit more discipline, you know, as a as a sure. script writer, probably, mm-hmm. you know, so like this is wild swings that go in every direction but don't cohere and i think that as he got more bites at the apple and probably was a you know a, a little bit uh, you know less jojo the circus boy about his pretty new pet like you know that, that, that you're, that's you're using a lot of colorful language in the sentence cool it's what? really yeah I've, it was I've, a, been, I've been enjoying the tw- the, the ride yeah. through this it, it was i'm a, trying to think of like bites of the apple and jojo the circus boy with his brand new pet neither of which are expressions i know no it's did, all very ray bradbury jojo the circus boy with his pretty pet is a uh, is a uh it's, it's from tommy boy um okay. yeah people who know the movie tommy boy will appreciate that reference Cole, i'm with you on tommy boy but i had a choice between acknowledging your reference or letting gary mock you and i chose evil will is living a bioware uh, <laughs> i took the renegade option yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, to, to 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 put it more succinctly, as he got more disciplined and I think less, uh, uh, let's say, unrestrainedly jubilant about uh, about the possibility that, that that was in front of him, I think that they put he put out stuff that was more consistent. However, I am a sucker for the master, and I am a sucker for the rapid fire pace of jokes in this. Yeah. I'm too much of a sucker for the, like, I recognize its structural flaws in a Will Hughes way, but I am too much of a sucker for the things it does well Yep. to really hold it against it. Um, any other final thoughts we got on this episode? I don't think so. I might take that silence as a no. Yeah, probably no. And my therapist is going to be hearing about this, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, all our therapists are going to be hearing about this. If we had some, and if people in our lives hadn't repeatedly told us to get one. Yeah, I, I got a group chat going. All of our therapists. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Noreen Reardon and Dr. Diane Freitz both know each other. So... Cole, you're fine. Um, <laughs> I know. Th- th- thank you for, for joining us, Will. Uh, appreciate you. <laughs> Gary, thank you uh, for making that sound sincere. Uh, no, I, you, know, you know I appreciate you. Yeah, of course. <laughs> like I said, like half of our half of our dialogue is about how much we love each other and support each other emotionally. <laughs> it's just we don't put that stuff out on front tree. It's real weird. It's like a clo- like we're closeted like emotionally support to each other like we just don't want anyone to know but like we're just constantly just like hey man you doing okay that's not <laughs> <had> water yet <laughs> are you hungry is that maybe we spent a lot of time doing that Look, yeah, i'm sorry i was just feeling sensitive oh no i understand <laughs> well gary because we both have a pathological need to turn everything important in our lives into content mm-hmm. and care isn't funny. yeah the care isn't funny uh, it would be very funny, like, if we both die to leak the actual chats, which are just, like, now that I'm thinking about them, are, like, comically supportive. <laughs> like, just, like, I can't think of anybody else, like, other than, like, my girlfriend who I live with, who I'm concerned whether they've had enough water. Okay. <laughs> like, anywho, uh, would you like to plug anything, Will? Uh, sure. Uh, if you'd like to hear the serious parts of my brain mostly uh you can check out my writing over at the av club uh i write a weekly column called what are you playing this weekend uh that is like i don't know 80 percent serious conversation about video game topics 
if you would like the the dumb emotionally violent shit I do, that's everything to Guppy here, right here mm -hmm. on the uh, the everything the the everything to Guppy everything network. to Guppy network. <laughs> yep, <laughs> we're spreading. Uh, and you also <laughs> have, you stream. I do, as Gary very persistently notes. <laughs> <laughs> I've started streaming. I know, yeah, but you just, there's always an edge to it, though. No, there's no edge to that. I just want people to watch your streams. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, I stream at Twitch.tv/PlumberDuck. Uh, I recently streamed an hour of me playing Towers of Hanoi while doing <laughs> ASMR voice. So that's kind of the idea. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, if if you like me and Cole. Uh, the way to best way to support us and uh, tangentially support Will Extremely is to go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Uh, we appreciate you. Mm -hmm. uh, if you do so, you can also leave us rings reviews on Apple Podcast or Podcast Addict. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, by, by supporting this there, you get episodes uh, a week early. You get bonus content for other shows, whole new shows, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Uh, tell your friends all that good stuff. Uh, thanks mm -hmm. for coming on, Will. Gary got to thank you, and I would feel bad if I didn't thank you. Um, no, thank you. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I had a blast. Uh, sorry for making the episode long and emotionally fraught. <laughs> no, it's it's quite all right. Uh, yeah. It feels good. We're going to bring this in. We have to record after this. We're going to bring this energy, and it's going to take like 15 <laughs> minutes to come down. It's going to be really interesting. <laughs> um, the uh, Yeah, uh, and until next time. Go Team go Venture. Team Venture. Go Team Venture. <laughs>